Hey, Shepherd family, welcome to Digital Worship. Once again, I'm Pastor John Carolis, one of our associate pastors here at Shepherd, and we are continuing our walk through the Gospel of Matthew and the parables of Jesus in our summer series, Planted, looking at the teachings of the kingdom of God and of life that come from Jesus himself as he's instructing his disciples, his listeners, the people that are following him along his ministry and giving them insight as to what the kingdom of God is. And if you remember, parables take the form of either sayings or stories that deserve and require a little bit of explanation, and yet that quality about them gives them a a timelessness that enables us to look at them and glean wisdom from them each and every time we open the pages of the Bible. So though in this series we're teaching you about these parables, it's true that there is a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of teaching to be found in them. And so I don't think that once you make it through this series, you can close the book of Matthew and never open it again, but instead allow these conversations and allow these messages to be another help in your spiritual growth And also an invitation to return to these places again and again to see how God is instructing you in your life, despite, uh, I should say, through the, the work and word of these particular stories and sayings. Today we're getting just one verse from the, from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13. One verse that gives us a picture of the kingdom of God, a picture of the way God is at work in the world, establishing a citizenship of people, a group of people that are called his children, and how that actually takes place, and how it's a little bit different than what we might expect in our world. And so as we look at Matthew 13 today, I invite you to listen to this single verse that explains uh, in a... In, more of a bakery fashion, how the kingdom of God works. Jesus also used this illustration. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. This verse ends a long and lengthy section on parables that Jesus gives, and many of them don't have any explanation themselves in the text. And yet, when we turn to these pages in the book of Matthew, we get to see that God is at work in the world in ways we don't expect. And the theme of today's message is that the kingdom of God develops and grows in a way that's hard to detect while it's happening. But once the results are observed, it's very clear that only God could be given the credit for the things that took place. We'll also be hearing a closing thought from uh, a Christian author called C.S. Lewis, who has a number of books, practically a library of books available that encourage and, and help us grow in our faith. And we'll be hearing what he says about how the kingdom of God grows as well. But when we look at this particular little story, the, the story of the yeast, uh, the, the picture that Jesus gives us is that a pinch of yeast is used in three measures of flour or, or, or a great amount of dough to create a number of loaves of bread. So just a pinch of yeast and a, a great amount of dough and the, the baker, the, the woman is at work kneading the yeast into the dough and over the course of time, though she's not making sure it's spread into each part, simply by working the dough, the yeast spreads out and all of a sudden, the entire measure of dough is able to rise as a result of the work of the yeast. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with baking and how uh, involved you are in the baking world. I certainly am not someone that's making my homemade bread every single week or even once a year. But over the last few years, particularly in the early days of the pandemic, a trend took place. People started making their own sourdough bread at home. Maybe it was to escape the grocery store fights for loaves of bread on the shelves. Maybe it was simply to have something to do while we stayed at home. But a lot of people got into making sourdough bread. And an interesting thing about sourdough is when you have the dough, 
you always keep a piece of uh, the dough for next time. It's called the starter. And that piece of sourdough dough continues with you throughout the entire time that you're going to be making bread in your own home. It could continue for, for months even. And when someone else wants to get into making sourdough bread, oftentimes they go to a friend who's already begun and take a pinch of their starter. So then they also have some of the sourdough bread that, that uh, continues them in their own journey of making bread. And all of a sudden you have all these different branches of the sourdough bread family tree. And all of that came from this one little starter loaf that started in one kitchen on one counter from one baker. And the kingdom of God is a little bit like that. And I think we really see that picture in this story. As we bake our first loaf of bread, I don't think we necessarily know the impact that that particular loaf can have, especially in those early days of the pandemic. And yet maybe you are, or maybe you know someone in your life who can attest to the fact that the impact this one loaf of bread can have can continue on for days, for weeks, and for many and many loaves of bread. There's a provision for our needs that takes place in this strange, hard to predict, subversive, and yet very, very effective way. It's a little bit like when you take a journey of some kind, whether it's a physical journey of hiking the Appalachian Trail, or maybe a personal journey of wanting to become more healthy, or wanting to become more active, or wanting to become uh, skilled in another language or some other kind of skill. Those journeys take place, and this is the testimony of the people that have been on them, one step at a time. You can't get to the end if you don't take the first step, but if after you take the first step, you look back, it won't look like you've traveled very far. And yet, those journeys take place one small step at a time. And they may even be indistinguishable from one another. But if you decide that you're going to start eating healthy, uh, and you make a commitment to that, and you take one small step the first week, two small steps the second week. By the 10th week, you've taken 10 small steps. By the first year, you've taken 52 small steps. And you look back, you're going to notice there is some major progress that has been taken on the road to becoming a healthier, a person with a healthier diet. The same goes for physical exercise. The same goes for learning Spanish. The same goes for walking the Appalachian Trail. The first day, you may not feel like you made it very far, but after three months, you can look back and say, I've walked these mountains. I've traversed these paths. Journeys take time and they take small steps. The kingdom of God is that same principle. It captures that same truth. God is at work in the world in ways that often seem imperceptible. And yet given time and given uh, a commitment, we can look back and see the ways in which God has been faithful, the ways in which his work is is absolutely unable to be given to credit to anyone except for him. All because of those small, indiscernible steps that were taken. It's a pretty impressive idea, and it's a pretty effective way for us to recognize and, and, and be encouraged in our own faith. You see, sometimes we expect that God is going to take big steps with us. And certainly, uh, He has taken big steps in our lives. And maybe you know someone or you are someone who recognizes some of the big moments that God has shown up in some dramatic conversion or miraculous recovery or a repaired relationship. God does amazing, extraordinary things. But they're they're called extraordinary for a reason. They're not ordinary. 
And God is at work in ordinary ways as well. And I think this parable of the yeast in the dough is a great picture and a great way for us to grasp the fact that God is constantly at work in our lives. God is constantly at work. The kingdom of God constantly is growing within us and outside of us as we engage in relationship with other people walking through life with the understanding that they are God's children, that they are trying to grow in their relationship with Him, that they're trying to be transformed by His work on them. And that work, again, it can take extraordinary uh, fashion. It can look um, dramatic in certain ways, but by and large, for the most part, God's work on us is this steady, subversive, under, undercover, sort of under-the-radar work in our lives and we can't necessarily track the progress that we've made in, in these particular ways. But then, after a great deal of time, we can look back and say, wow, there's the place where God was at work in my life. These are the times when God was slowly working on my heart, when He was slowly opening me up to the possibility of His, of His grace taking on a new, a new perspective for me, of me being someone that now is open about sharing my faith and open about explaining all the things that God has done for me. 12 months ago or 12 years ago, I would never have had the courage to share what God has done. And yet the kingdom of God, it's like a pinch of yeast in three measures of dough that as it continues to work, it takes over more and more and more until the entire, uh, the entire measure of dough, all, all the bread that's going to be made has been affected by, risen by, the work of the yeast inside of it. C.S. Lewis would put it this way. And this comes from a book called Mere Christianity. It comes from one of the final chapters explaining how God's work in our lives, though we may look to dramatic examples and extraordinary pictures of what it means to become a godly person, become someone transformed by grace and in relationship with God, for many of us, it's a different kind of process that's hard to discern. And yet this is how he puts it. This is how he paints the picture. Now, the whole offer which Christianity makes is this, that we can, if we let God have his way, come to share in the life of Christ. We shall love the Father as He does, and the Holy Ghost will arise in us. He came to this world and became a man in order to spread to other men the kind of life He has, by what I call good infection. Every Christian is to become a little Christ. The whole purpose of becoming a Christian is simply nothing else. I love the phrase, good infection. An infection is a sickness that captures us and takes over our bodies. And sometimes we don't realize it's happening until it's too late. And I love that C.S. Lewis decides that's a great way to describe the work of God in us. We may not realize what God is doing right now. We may not see the work that He is doing in our hearts or in the lives of, of other people around us. We may not see the relationships that He's building between us and other people until they've already been well established. We look back and we realize, how did that get there? How did that take place? Because of God's work on us. This good infection that's been at work within us, making us more and more like Him. The kingdom of God is not just a place or an identity that we share, but it's actually something that invades our lives, invades our hearts, invades our souls, and transforms who we are. Membership into this kingdom, membership into this body of believers has an effect on us, an infection on us. And when we've been infected by that good news, when we've been raised by that yeast, when we've been planted in that kingdom, we become people that are no longer our own, but instead are a lot more like Jesus. And when we live like Jesus, we can invite people into this relationship with God that changes who they are. 
sometimes in extraordinary ways, sometimes in subversive, indiscernible, one step at a time ways. Sometimes we can look back and say, you know, that sourdough starter we can trace all the way back to the first person who introduced us to that whole idea. But we don't always realize it as it's happening. And then one day God opens our eyes and says, look back and look at the ways in which I was working in your life. I'm excited. I hope that you're able to have that kind of testimony in the days ahead. And maybe already you can look back and say, you know, that's where God was at work. Look back in your life and see where was the yeast rising in the dough that God has been kneading for you. And how might you be a part of that in someone else's life? We're going to continue in the summer series in the weeks ahead, but thank you for joining us today. And I look forward to chatting with you next time.